Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Den Excelsior, the mostly Marvel podcast. Uh, I'm Ricky, as always. With me is Dennis. And let's talk about some Marvel stuff. You know, when I used to introduce you, I made it a whole thing. And I, I, I was like, with me is Dennis. <laughs> we got to, you know, we got to get these breaks in. So that way, once we start slotting ads, it just. Not even, not even like with me is our show's namesake, you know, like nah. Nothing. I don't get any adjectives. I mean, that's. It, I can address you even more. I can, I'm just saying. Cross your name make, around. I'm just saying you make me feel so special, Ricky. Every time we do this. Yeah, I mean you. And you, Dennis you, is here. Yeah, Dennis is here. You're always here. Every time the show's on, you're here. That's yeah. So where's the where's the surprise? Where's the mystery? Let's make it a spectacle. Let's make the whole thing interesting for the people who are tuning in. You know, <laughs> I'm just saying. There's people. There's people that 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 listen to us uh, weekly. Uh, I checked the, the Podbean. There are definitely people who at least download it, which is all we care about. Well, no, I, you I, can I, listen I, if you want. I, I, that's not all we care about. I care about the people listening, and I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Um, I I I am very humbled that you find this to be entertaining or informative or both, and. Uh, I think Ricky is too. So, yeah, totally. we're going to do it anyways. Mm -hmm. What? Uh, I mean, let's just get right into what's what. What you've been nerding out on this week? One thing, really, just what? one thing, like hardcore binge. Is it like a TV show? Wait, let me guess. Let me guess. Is it Twisted Metal? You know what? I finished that uh, over the weekend, so I guess two things. Uh, I didn't consider Twisted Metal to be a hardcore binge. Okay. Uh, it was 20. There were 22 minute episodes. You know, so you did a binge. Wait, what's the difference between a binge and a hardcore binge? A hardcore binge is five seasons of Mayans MC, uh, which are about hour episodes each. Uh, I'm actually I'm actually three away from finishing that show. Um, yeah, that's that's my hardcore binge. Did you watch all of Sons of Anarchy? Yeah. I actually you need didn't to watch all of Sons of Anarchy to watch that show. Do you? Yeah. Uh, it turns out you do. Yeah. As a Latino male, that show has always piqued my interest, especially at Comic Con. They have that big ass Mayans. Hilton. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I have Mayans merch through association, but I just. Yeah, so do I. I'm not watching it. No, yeah. Uh, so I, I used to watch Sons of Anarchy a lot uh, back in the day when it was on TV. And I think the second to last season, uh, the finale was just too, it was just too over the top for me. And I just kind of like quit. I was like, mm -hmm. you know, nah, like I was along for the ride for a while. There was some ups and downs. It got a little rocky sometimes, but like they went to Ireland for a whole season. That was weird. Um, uh, but yeah, it's like the motorcycle club just packs all their bikes on the boats i guess and like, you know what i mean it got weird i want to uh, know about the logistics of that but but uh i finally like you know when i was i was doing that retreat i did a, a few uh months ago uh in uh on vacation i decided to like finally go back and finish it 
So I finished Sons of Anarchy over that week. <laughs> and then I was like, all right, I have the shirt from Comic-Con just like you. Uh, and I got to support the show that has the most brown people ever. Yeah. Like, you know, and, and doing cool things. And it's got Ed, Edward James almost. Yeah, um, he's, he's, you, you have a show with yeah. a Latin cast. You, you and, have to have him. and I had to assume that, like, it's the same showrunner plus a, a, a new showrunner that's that, as uh, Sons of Anarchy. The new guy is actually OG, like a real motorcycle gang member, like, you know. And so I was like, it's got to be better than Sons, right? And so... <laughs> Um, it is, it is better, but like it builds off of suns. So it's kind of like, it, it likes to live in a shared universe. So the sons of anarchy story actually keeps continuing here and there throughout mm -hmm. that show. So white people so, show up. What's up? White people show up. Yeah. The white people are like the guest stars on the show. You know, it's, it's pretty. <laughs> Wait, funny. do they get Charlie Hunnam in some? Uh, spoilers. Uh, he actually dies at the end of his show. Oh. So that show's ended a while back. We can spoil that show. It's fine. Well, I'm just I'm just saying, like, this show continues from after uh, yeah. you know, so like you know, you're not gonna get the dead people on the show. Uh well I'm I you know what? I misspoke. They do some flashbacks and you and they sneak in some characters that are dead now, but they sneak them in. But yeah, for the for the most part in the beginning of the season it, or the show, it was kind of like Hey, here's a cameo for fun and stuff, but like, yeah, they got to loop in. As it's progressed, it's become more and more about like, it's it's culminating in the Mayans versus the Sons of Anarchy. Is yeah, is I want to watch a race war show. It kind of is a race war show. So, <laughs> uh, so when I say like you you could watch Mayans without ever, but like you would appreciate everything happening more. You know, it's like mm -hmm. it's like what if you watch. Batman versus Superman, and you only ever got to know who Superman was. That, that's like half the. I mean, that was kind of what that the, movie was. But. Yeah, but we already <laughs> knew who Batman was. You know what I mean? That's the difference. You know what's so, funny? I I uh, I've all you know I'm a big movie person, and I was kind of really? cleaning cleaning um my desk, and I came across my Ghost Rider figure, my Robbie Reyes, and. I don't know what got me going, but I was like, I want to write the Ghost Rider movie. <laughs> and I started typing out bullet points. Is that weird? I've you, never written a script. Mind no, you. You, you could just ask ChatGPT to clean it up for you as a script. I mean, something just compelled me to start typing stuff. Um, and it's nowhere near anywhere cohesive. But for whatever reason that idea came in my mind and it's like i think i could probably take a crack at it will it do anything no I, but i know why you did it it's because you love you love nerdy stuff and you love representation and and you know you're you were just as sad as i was last year that we didn't get that robbie reyes figure uh because because <laughs> it's spot cool. on the shelf right it's cool it like and so yeah and so uh you know, I'm not going to knock you for trying to do that, whatever. Like, if you're interested in doing that kind of stuff, you should definitely look into a more formal training for it because that be, that's cool. That's a cool avenue to, to explore. Uh, that said, knowing that you have that itch, you should definitely watch Mayans MC because, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to lie, man. Like, I loved, I loved Sons of Anarchy 
because it was a it was a fun show. I love Mayans way more because it's a fun show. And I just get to see people that look like me all the time. And that's a really that's a cool thing, man. It's a really mm-hmm. cool experience. So I, I was watching I we binged this full on Hulu. Um, yeah, I've been tempted yeah. on that one too. I'll say this: that show is fun. I don't think it's the greatest thing ever, but it, it is fun. You can get the representation too with that. But there's an episode in season. It's episode six of season two. It's kind of a one-off, and it's like the hijinks of the grandmother, um, who is kind of like a helper, cleaner type of person. It so is you relate. <laughs> It is um, you watch that episode and you will see the relation to the people in our family <laughs> to funny. a goddamn T. So much so that I texted my mom. I'm like, please watch just this one episode because you need this therapy on how crazy the hijinks get with this with yeah. this grandmother. I'll check um, that on that. Um, so you, this you, you're watching Mayans and. Uh, and I did, I, yeah, to go back to it, yeah, I watched mm-hmm. the crap out of Twisted Metal, and not only did I watch it, but I was so happy that my wife enjoyed watching it. Like, she really liked that show. Like, in the beginning, the, I would say the first four episodes are kind of, like, just okay, but somewhere right in the middle of that season, it just it just takes off. And you, did you finish it? No, I only saw the first two episodes. Um, saw the first one at Comic-Con. Yeah, okay. Um. I like it. Anthony, it's it's I I think it's very self-aware on what that property is, but it it does a really good job when I've seen of onboarding because uh, do we want to talk spoilers? Can we talk some spoilers? I don't want to spoil the show for people like it just came out last week. So it, it does a good job on I feel like easing everybody on the insanity that was that games and not only yeah, stupidity, it, it does but, great uh, world building. It's, it's, the, it's, it does world building that is accessible and, exactly. and, and it's not, and it, it's definitely not trying to be the last of us. It is a post-apocalyptic universe, apocalyptic universe, uh, but it's zany and it's funny and it's, mm-hmm. and it's, everyone's not necessarily depressed all the time like they're they're making the best of it they definitely embrace the the madness of the mad max world so like every gang has like a themed (laughs) wardrobe that they have to wear and like it's pretty funny man it it reminds me of like the harley quinn version of mad max like where it's just like poking fun at all the silliness that takes place in that kind of world um so uh, I highly recommend it. If you ever played the video games, double highly recommend it because it really does. It does reward you as fans of the games if you're patient. It takes a little while before you start getting the really good meat of it. Like, and when well, that's like, that's I think where it gets like it's blood missiles, right? It doesn't. They don't start there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they they get they get to the place that you need it to go and uh sweet tooth a hundred percent delivers uh that character is awesome and he's hilarious and terrifying looking at the same time like every time the the body actor samoa joe that that Mm -hmm. did that character wow he is on next level like like will arnett what's up how old is samoa joe 
I don't know, but all I'm saying is like Will Arnett is just like icing on the cake of that character. Like that was a good pairing. That was a good. Yeah. I think people were were hung up on it for a minute, but it's it that's that character is right in the pocket, man. It is just the perfect amount of like I can hang out with this character and feel uneasy, but still like watch a 22 minute episode about him and not feel like gross or something like that. You know, like it's just right right on that line like it's it's pretty special so highly recommend twisted metal uh if you if you're into silly gory uh apocalypse humor and then highly recommend mayans mc if you're into uh mexican motorcycle gangs <laughs> or if you didn't know you're into mexican motorcycle gangs you know that's, oh, yeah. that's oh. <laughs> you're you're biker gang curious if you want yeah if you're biker gang curious Check out, check out that show. Yeah. Oh, what, what else Pretty did I watch this week? Uh, Reservation Dogs back. Show's great. I know. I'm. I'll get there. It's a lot uh, of stuff. A lot of content. Should I feel like I watch one, one more thing? I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately. Actually, if it's really funny, if I'm being honest. Um, I don't know why. I listen. Funny. I listen to a exorcism podcast. Okay. And they do it with a. Uh, an actual exorcist and they kind of bring on doctors and psychiatrists to like give their breakdown of what's happening. But it was really fascinating because it gets like really into like the specifics of like, even like the legality of it, that it's not necessarily all about like what the movie portrays, right? It It's more or less in the business of it and, and not, well, they're not there to make money, but you know, the logistics and whatnot. And that, that surprisingly had been occupying most of my time this week. You know what I just realized? Hmm. I, not that I'm not interested in what you just said. That's hilarious. Um, I did nerd out on one other thing besides the two things that we're going to talk about tonight. I watched Barbie on fr- on Monday. And uh, are you enough? I, I, I love that movie. I love that movie. I, I think it was a really good movie. Should we have done a show on that movie? Mm. It's a toy. No, nah, nah, I don't think it's our place. I, I don't think that's nah. It's fine. Uh, I just can love that movie. I can love that movie, but I don't think we need a, a Barbie episode. Which uh, which one was your favorite Barbie? I mean, you, you really just follow Margot Robbie through most of the movies. It's not like you're hanging out with all the other ones. But Issa Rae is pretty funny as well as one of the other. We Barbies. went to her coffee shop this week. Fun fact: it's a really good coffee shop. There's okay. not more to that story. That's that's my Issa Rae connection for the week. I'm sorry, but. I'm just saying, if you want to take your your daughter to to see a a, a positive role model kind of movie, Barbie's pretty good. Unless you're somebody that's worried that Barbie will turn your daughter gay, and then probably don't see that movie. (laughs) I mean, if you're the if you're that person, you're not. You're already not seeing Barbie. Yeah, yeah, you're not seeing that. (laughs) Yes, yes. But I will say, Barbie is like up there. You know, like as as. I would say it's it's more it's got more bite than uh than the Lego movie, but it's got the same plot. I don't know if the Lego movie needed that bite though. No, Lego movie is not about bite. It's just like, hey, play Legos, please. Play Legos. There's a charm to that Lego. That first Lego movie's there's Oh, I'm not saying it's a bad movie at all. I love the Lego movie. It's it's an excellent movie. I'm just saying it's uh it's neutered compared to what Barbie does. Like Barbie, well, I don't know if that's the right terminal i don't know but don't they're all smooth down there so barbie has more of a of a point to make 
than than uh, than <laughs> the Lego movie does, and I well, think it does an excellent job of that. We conversely, were... sorry, oh, I, I know you're segueing. Conversely, I just I watched uh, the Super Mario Brothers on Peacock last night. Uh, that movie, I probably didn't like it. it was is it? That, do you say it's bad or it's fine? It was boring as crap. Like it was the most. I don't know if it was boring. It, it was boring. I my our friend Kelly said his eight year old child was barely entertained by that movie. Like that tells me boring. Like I'm not the only one who agrees. Well, like, I always I always throw it out. Like, do kids relate? Do kids today relate with Mario? And I don't I, think it's it's as much as it was back in the day. Yeah, I just don't think it, it it that movie had anything to say at all or or do. It was just like here's Mario. Here's the I characters. Fun. I enjoyed the beats of the movie. It's a it's a very I don't say safe Mario movie, but they do the things. Mario does gets the powers, he runs the course, Donkey Kong does the thing, there's go-karts. It checks a lot of the Mario boxes for me and I was happy. The one thing I, I didn't my only gripe with that movie is I wish they would have played Your only the music. Gripe? Yeah, yeah, my last the only gripe. I wish they would have played the music in its the music that that movie's you know obviously ripped from the, from the game. They're not ripped from the game, but it's like an or, orchestral score of the game music. I wish they would have just had the game music and at least some parts of it because I think the music in that game is is in its own pillar of itself. So it would have been a nice while you're celebrating Mario and all his, you know, gander to have the original score there. I just felt like everything about that movie was bringing like a seven energy instead of the 10 energy. It should be bringing like, like at like when I watch Lego movie, I, my eyes are assaulted by Lego. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, wow, my ears are like Mm -hmm. assaulted. Like everything about that Lego movie is like, these guys brought it. They were like, we need people to know Lego as hard as possible. I felt like Mario was just like kind of just chilling and hanging out. Most I mean, of the it made time. a billion dollars. It's funny. I, there I'm, was not, a... I'm not saying they trolls made a bazillion dollars too. All right. Do you like that movie? I like trolls too. Ron punches Harley Quinn's in that movie. <laughs> it's funny at, at the directors on directing panel at Comic-Con Gareth Edward had this kind of quote that kind of stuck out uh, with me and some of the, the other directors on the panel where he said, the best advice that I had gotten was you can either make two types of movies. You can make a three-star movie and everyone's going to think it's fine. Or you can make a one and five-star movie where half the people are going to think it's the greatest thing in the world. Half the people are going to hate it. And you're going to, you decide at the beginning on what type of movie you're going to make. And I think the Mario is a perfect example of that three where it's uh, safe, it's it's very middle of the ground. It checks it every a, box. It has a Metacritic of forty nine. So critics, critics are pretty much like, no, this movie sucks. It's just like, yeah, you're right. the 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 viewers The viewer score is like ninety four. You know, so mm-hmm. it's yeah, it's. I think the viewers knew what they wanted out of that movie which was not a cinematic masterpiece. They wanted that three, right? Like they wanted the three-star film. Well, I mean, you got to think about it, right? The the first foray into Mario cinema was the biggest, the example of the one five 
uh, you know, it's fair. It's fair. I mean, it's, it sticks. Your, 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 your whole statement is valid. Like it's, uh, I will, I will, I do not love the original Mario Brothers movie, but I will give it this. That movie had some balls. It had some big balls to do what it did. And it was making a statement. It, yeah, it was, it was. So (laughs) it's a one or a five. You're right. I get it. Uh, I just, I get bored watching threes, I guess is what it is. They don't, they don't do anything for me. So, but luckily we didn't watch two threes to this week. No, we watched two fours. (laughs) We're better than threes. Yes, for sure. For sure. Uh, We can, we're going to be talking about uh, Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem, uh, which came out this uh, early this week, like on uh, technically like Tuesday. Uh, and then Wednesday we'll also, is a release, but yeah, yeah. Wednesday's the official. Um, and then uh, we'll also be talking about uh, season four, episode four of Harley Quinn. Uh, yeah, I think that was, you know, we'll talk about that briefly. But before that, you got other stuff you want to talk about? Yeah, we, we were doing a little meet and meeting before the show earlier in the week, um, talking about turtles. Turtles, obviously, very big staple in the comics world, but think even a bigger staple in the tour world that's that's safe to say what what pillar of turtles you think ranks higher uh movie toy comic i guess movie show comic that's tough i i i think the i think i think the comic was very um the the comic was like an indie like mm-hmm. you know indie it had all the status of an indie anything indie comic indie band indie anything right like it's mm-hmm. it it was like it was cool if you knew about them right like if you if you were in the know you're like you're passing around you're in the back of the comic book store yeah, yeah exactly right and the difference is the cartoon made the ninja turtles a household name mm-hmm. like the cartoon like change things so if you're fans of the comics you're like uh but at the same time you can't deny that it gave the world the ninja turtles and so you know when when people go see the movie in the in you know like the what was it like 89 or something like that i can't remember when that movie came out <laughs> um that movie is excellent uh, for like not only for that for back then uh the artistry of like you know the the jim henson's workshop uh, still holds up today for the most part. Like I, I would say like 95%. Yeah. There's like a freeze frame where you can see the guy's face inside Donatello's <laughs> mask. And it's, it's horrifying. It's horrifying. Uh, but that said, that movie is awesome because it, 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 it made a lot of money because people knew the car, the cartoon, but what was cool about it is it got to reintroduce the comic kind of version. So it was mm-hmm. telling more of the comic story to the, to the people who were watching um, with little with a lot of cartoon elements in there and stuff and so it was a nice hybrid um i would i would say the toys are like to me they were always like way secondary to the other three things i'm not a big fan of those ninja turtles toys i, I just they're shitty toys yeah they, they're just not great toys for me so um for me probably cartoon number one uh and then like the movie all the all the different movies mm-hmm. are like all combined as like number two and then uh just for accessibility and then uh for me i i you know there's a special place in my heart for the comics but 
I didn't read a lot of them growing up. So, um, but I, I, I think what's awesome about the movies is they've, they've made me understand those characters pretty well. And then the shows, <laughs> you know, so I think they're pretty some turtle lore is, is one of those things up there with a Superman or a Batman or Spider-Man where I think it's, it's almost ingrained in America, American pop culture. Where yeah. You kind of just absorb what the turtles are, you know, it's, there's, it's news, so, there's baby turtles. It's to the status where people are okay. Getting a Ninja Turtles, um, uh, remake every few years. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's, it's to that, it's that mm -hmm. it's, it's in that stratosphere. So I think good, good for them for taking this little joke that started out as like a, 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 a comedic parody of the comic book industry and like, you know, lifted a lot of elements from daredevil for fun and then took that story and turned it into this multi-billion dollar franchise that, that has survived countless reboots, man. It's a lot of reboots. It's a well, lot. Turtles are not your toy, but well, what was your toy growing up? Um, I'm gonna let you guess one. One guess. You get one, and I know. I and and you know it's not Marvel Legends. Like, I think you know do that. I, do I know? I, I know it's not Legends because they weren't around back then. Oh, shit. Well, it was your toy? Oh, it's Transformers, right? Yeah. My toy, my, my toy is always Transformers. The the greatest toy ever made is the Transformer because it is so many things in one. It's a it's a it's a it's a vehicle it's a like you know it's a big ass it's a big ass hot wheels right or a plane whatever right it's like the biggest one and back in the day when i was playing with them they were just as metal as hot wheels but three times as big so they were painful if you hit somebody with them they workshopped the shit out of those toys all right yeah car what else do young boys like? It needs to be a an robot action figure, a robot action figure. All right, cool. Guns. Yeah, he has a gun. And, and then it's it's also a Rubik's cube, right? Because it's a puzzle. It's a puzzle. Like, yeah, it comes with instructions, but you want to be the cool person that can transform it super fast without the instructions. So you start you start learning the tricks of the puzzle, and and I think that's one of the most fun toys ever made because it serves so many functions. And it's also, I don't think it's, I don't think the toy itself is gender specific. Um, Cause I, I know, I know like I, I, there were girls that like playing, you know, with the transformers as much as, 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 you know, I enjoyed playing with their Barbies and stuff like that. But I think what makes the transformers kind of gender specific, like, like it skews more towards boys is the Marvel comics and the cartoons that made it more, you mm -hmm. know, like they gave them characters. But I think yeah. just even without the characters, the toys themselves are just like the coolest thing. And like Soundwave and Optimus Prime are like my two like just they are cool ass toys, like perfect toys, you know. So those are mine. Um, what about you? What's your what's your favorite toy? Oh, man, it was it's always Legos, I think. Right. But that, I don't want that's a cop out answer. Legos is Legos. A lot of things. Specifically as a kid, uh, my Lego flavor, as you will, was uh, Bionicles. These things were the coolest piece of Lego because it was Technic, so it wasn't like, you know, Lego bricks were for kids. These are for, like, teens, right? They're a little bit smaller, a little bit more yeah. precise, and they're action figures, 
And, you know, I didn't realize it at the time, but I had I had all of them. There was like a wave of six and there was a wave of six bad guys and there was minions. And but, I had the most extensive of, of collections. But you and realize you, you like these for the same. I'm thinking you like these for the same reasons that I like the Transformers, right? They yeah, because multiple, you get it. Things. You put them together and then you yeah. compose them. And then if you bought all six, you can um, mix and match, you know, make, mix and match, and make it even bigger. And then, like some of the even like smaller guys up there, they they came in like these pods, and you could unwrap the pods, and then you had like this instant display stand. They all would fit in the pods a certain way, and it was for me the coolest toy. Um, I think. At least from my fourth to probably eighth birthday, I had gotten Bionicles for every major holiday and, and Christmas. That's awesome. Um, I I was reminded when when you showed me that of a um, there was a toy back in the eighties called Moduloc that was like a He Man in the Masters of the Universe figure that mm -hmm. was basically that it was he came in a box with a lot of parts, extra parts multiple heads, multiple bodies. And he had all these plugs that you could, you could like, uh, you know, fit different pieces into and stuff. And that's basically what he was like. He was, he was a bionicle before there were bionicles, but you reminded me. And if, in case you're interested in it, um, I discovered this guy at Comic-Con, he's making something called BioMasters, Um, and it's basically that, but like, with more unique parts so uh there there are these little kits of figures and when i show you these these are just toys oh, it's that, like a little kit bash yeah they're 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 there's it comes with a bunch of parts and these are types these are examples of the different kinds of monsters you can make with the parts that come in the bag you know what i mean mm -hmm. so like and then he's got and then he sells them with just different color variants basically so like they come with a bunch of like these are some of the parts but there's other parts you can like use instead of it and stuff and um yeah it's uh the bio uh dash masterdesign.com it's a pretty cool thing um uh very similar to i think you might like them i think it's very similar to the experience that you got from bionicles in that you can just make all kinds of things they just have more like unique parts you know like heads and stuff like that so looking at check. the username of whoever posted this P Bussy three. Nice. So I will look into did. Biomasters. These would look cool at the yeah, very I least actually, on my desk. So. Yeah, I actually picked one up at Comic Con and I uh I have not taken the time to put it together, but I will. I will locate them and put them together. It's pretty <laughs> cool. Um there you go. That was our segment on toys. Uh you got anything yeah. on news? I do. I'm bringing it back to toys. <laughs> Lego announced this week their second wave of MCU Disney Plus minifigures. Um, I actually got the whole first wave behind me somewhere. Um, but yeah, we got some little Moon Knights. Both got Moon Knights. Spoilers Jingle. in there. Um, there's an Echo, Werewolf by Night. There's an X-Men. There's even a Goliath from What If, whenever that <laughs> show comes out. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, these are always their little collectible figures. They they do these like blind bag uh 
minifigs with extra printing on the sides, a lot of extra little accessories, but they're just like cool little cool little dudes you can put put around or put in your little displays. I like the beast. He's cool. He comes with a coffee mug, a little X-Men nice. coffee mug. So. Nice. I'm assuming the Beast and Wolverine are from uh, X-Men 97 and Storm. Yeah, the Beast, Wolverine, and Storm are from 97. Yeah. And yeah. This will come out uh, later this year in September. At I'm, a pretty I'm pretty excited for that cartoon, by the way, just so you know. When, did they put a date on it? I don't I don't remember if they did, but I, I, I need I that I think I'm ready it. to do the binge. I, uh, okay, I'll give you this fair warning. Be okay with ending it before the final season. <laughs> you can still watch the final season, but like, like, watch it as like a a weird, crappy epilogue that it. But doesn't this feed into the final season? I think it does, but like the animation is terrible because Fox oh. stopped. Fox, uh, Fox stole uh, took their budget away at the end of the last, the second to last season, and so the final season is is. Um, funded out of pocket by the producers like of the show and so they had to outsource the animation to a studio I think in Mexico it might have been in so somewhere in South America um, the animation is bad dude <laughs> it's really bad uh, but the voice acting still there you know and the writing still there so just uh, just fair warning it's not Good it's to not know. Pretty. it's not pretty Last week, we talked about some Marvel Legends, um, but we forgot some of the stuff they teased. Uh, if you're looking up on the left, I pulled this from the Marvelous News. There is a MCU-looking Doc Ock arm, and then to the right is a uh, Sanctum Sanctorum it's the window. Cube they oh, it's the cube. It's the cube. Sorry. It's, cube. It's, a, it's the cube they used to collect all the, uh, all the, the Spider-Man villains in No Way Home. Remember? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I. They did. This was the finale of their panel at Comic Con two weeks ago. Uh, they basically teased that we're gonna get a box set, probably, or a, a set of the No Way Home villains. And uh, cool. I mean, everybody wants everybody wants the movie figures like redone because Toy Biz made them a billion years ago. But like, is there? They're the Legends Lizard. Right, it's not in the Legends line, but Hasbro did make a lizard okay. with, with Legends articulation. Yes, okay. yes, he he is. But I do, I do not have ones. I do not have him. Uh, well, Hasbro actually has made all of them uh, uh, before because uh, it happened when Hasbro took over the toy license from um, Toy Biz. Mm -hmm. They took over the molds too. And so they released, they got to release some of the stuff that Toy Biz never got a chance to release, or they re-release things. So Hasbro, one of the first waves of, of figures they did with a Build-A-Figure was for Spider-Man 3. Uh, they released um, a Sandman Build-A-Figure, and they, and they repackaged all of the old villains. Mm-hmm from the older movies that they didn't have make toys for. Uh, okay. So there is a Hasbro it. branded Doc Ock. There's a Hasbro Green Goblin, Hasbro Spider-Man, and Hasbro, you know, so they, they've technically made them all, like, from the Spider-Man movies. I, I remember you gave me a movie Doc Ock. 
that had articulated arms. And that was a really cool toy. Yeah, Movie Doc Ock is a cool toy. The new one will probably be way cooler. <laughs> but it is a very good toy. It's a very good toy. So probably why I gave it to you, because it's so good. Other than that, there were not a lot of news this week. There was some Fantastic Four rumors, if you want to talk about that. Well, the X-Men 97 wave did go up for pre-order today or yesterday. And yes. the West Avengers is shipping? I think the, the Avengers is shipping tomorrow. Yeah, I think I think they... Miles is finally shipping. Nice. My wave nice. Miles. What was the uh, what was the other thing you were gonna mention? So Fantastic Four, little rumors. Um, so the last bit of casting with Adam Driver, Margot Robbie, um, that that was, went in. That went in the can. That went in the can, right? Yeah. The next round of rumors is Vanessa Kirby as uh, Invisible Woman. I forgot his name. The guy from Stranger Things, the uh, Jeff, not Jeff Snyder, um, Joseph Quinn. There you go, as Johnny Storm. Okay. And Ebon. I think I've heard that. I think I've heard that he's he's a guitar guy from the last season of Stranger Things. The Eddie Eddie guy. Oh, that guy is Johnny Storm. Eddie Munson. There you go. It's always with me. And then Ebon, not playing the thing, but. The Silver Surfer. What? Are, where are all these rumors coming from? Uh, you know, when I just look at the news every get, now and then. When are we going to get confirmation of any of these well, things? This is a big thing, making sure that doesn't happen right now. So. I guess. I guess so. Yeah. But then that, that, yeah, none of that stuff, they can't even be discussing those things right now. They can't be, they can't be working on those deals right now it, during the strike. So... That means it's all just conjecture. Yeah, I mean, that's what it's all been. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, I do we do we know by next Comic Con? Yeah, we know by next Comic Con. I think we know by then, right. for sure, for sure. I I am I'm just I think I'm just got my blinders uh, more focused on the immediate. That's why I'm excited for X Men '97. That's why I'm excited for What If, you know, and that's why. I, I just like I have accepted that this strike is going to affect the way we consume entertainment for a long, long time. And I'm just OK with getting whatever stuff we get. Like, that's why I think it's hilarious that, like, we got so many shows dropped on us this last week, like that, that I just can't I can't keep up with. And it's like, guys, slow down because you do know you're going to run out of stuff in a little while if you if you just keep dropping it all on us. So just saying, um, yeah, I got, I, I have nothing else to add to that, but I I'm tired of, of the, like <laughs> where, where are the fantastic four things coming from? I don't get it. I don't understand. No, just the internet ether, the ether, the ether. Mm -hmm. Like it it, just... it's for me, it's, 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 it's like, when we got what's his face in uh, Doctor Strange, like uh, John Krasinski, it just there was so much <laughs> there was so much discussed about it that like when it finally happened, I was like, yeah, but now I don't really want um, this. Every week we get leaks that uh, ooze out in one way or another. 
Oh my god. And speaking of ooze. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. You know what? I think I just realized that's why we have so many people listening to our show. It's the segues. It's, it's I try. I really do. I you know, some some weeks I'm on the ball, some weeks I'm not. They're so good. But I think that's my game. If you're tuning if you're tuning into this show, you appreciate how damn cheesy those segues are sometimes. You know, and it's gotta keep gotta keep going. If you like I'm, them, like and subscribe, patreon.com yeah, slash Exactly. Like Always and subscribe right there. All right. We're talking Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. Uh it came out uh what August 2nd. Uh yes. it is a fully uh animated um Ninja Turtles movie uh produced by Seth Rogen, Evan Goldberg, and Jeff uh wait. Well, I know those two. I think Jeff Rowe also. I know Jeff Rowe was one of the two directors as well. Um this movie had me pretty hyped going in mm-hmm. because it kind of looked like Spider-Verse. <laughs> right? It, it kind of looked did. a little bit more there's a Spider-Verse-ness to it, but there's almost like a claymation. Yeah, but I meant but I meant that's what I meant by by look like Spider-Verse. Like, you know, we were mentioning earlier how I, I watched the Mario movie the other day, the or Super Mario Brothers movie. And I think the reason I one of the reasons I don't like that movie is it it uses the same animation style that every freaking mm-hmm. animation animated movie has been using since Pixar showed up, right? They everybody thinks that you have to make your your kids movie look like a Pixar movie in order to to succeed. And I'm not saying they didn't succeed. Don't get me wrong. Mario Brothers made a lot of money, but I think uh, it, it it forced the industry as a whole to like conform to a certain animation. Style. Yeah, I mean, well. And Spider Verse changed the game, right? And Spider Verse changed the game. You had Mitchell's versus the machines. You have every you have every style you ever want this. at your at your fingertips. Just do it. And so, what I think, what I mean when I say this looks like Spider Verse is it looks like a, a new animated movie that is embracing creating its own visual style. And mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. That that visual style is like this weird hybrid of claymation. I mean, we know it's not claymation, but they yeah. look like clay. You know, like the they, producers. The goal was to make it look like a teenager drew or was able to draw these scenes. I think they yeah. did because the it there is a beauty to this movie in the in the way that things are. Everything in the foreground is very, I guess, stylized. Right is is the right word, but anything in the background, clouds, the moon, some of the buildings. If you look at them, if you pause, they're like just straight up doodles. It looked like a comic book, dude. Like, 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 like a, but not like a. No, like I'm a saying teenager the, drew a comic book. Or, I'm know? saying the movie looked like a comic book to me. That's what I. That's what mm-hmm. I loved about it the most is is it looked like I was looking at the old school handful of Ninja Turtle comics that I did read, but blown into full color with like full three dimensions to it. You know, like it's it. It felt like it was it was stretching the page, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. into the third dimension. And that's what, that's what I was hyped about going in. And that was the, the, one of the, the things that truly lived up to my own hype, you know, like it is, is the way this movie looks is it's a piece of art. 
you know, it's a, it's a true piece of art. And so, um, if nothing else, like if, if, if this conversation goes a million different directions, <laughs> like where you can't tell if I like the movie or, or dislike the movie, just know that if you are, if you are ever down to like go on Netflix and, and find the visually stunning category of movies, this movie deserves to be there, right? Like just do that. Just go watch it for that reason alone. What sold me on this movie was the turtles, specifically they're played by teenagers, mm -hmm. um, which is, is that a first in, in turtle history? Yeah. Yeah, it is. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles being played by actual teenagers. Well, I mean, it's, like, you know, most yeah, I mean, never, most actors just aren't kids, you know? Yeah. But one of the things they did with this movie that's fairly unique in the world of animation is that they had the kids record together. Um, so they're playing a, they're, a lot of their dialogue is very, it bounces off each other. It's very snappy. It's very quippy. It's yeah. very, uh, you know, much, much of it's improvised and it, it translates so well in getting across these each of the characters and their you know what you still get the raf being the buff guy the strong guy leo being a pseudo leader mikey being funny um but there's there's just a levity and goofiness to it that feels natural and not forced and i think that's a very tough thing to come across if you're just writing that but actually having kids playing off each other just lends so much more charm and character to, to the turtles. And than, than I think I've ever seen them done before. I don't even think that that's the reason that they succeed at that. I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying that the kids themselves aren't super charming, but it's actually what I think that sells the charm more is that they broke the normal animation convention. Um, and they actually brought, as many of people as they could into the recording studios at the same time. Mm -hmm. So like that was a big thing on set for Seth Rogen. I've seen in interviews and stuff is cause he, he got to, you know, he's, he's got a very he, recognizable voice, right? He's in a lot of, a lot of, he's in a lot of animated stuff. He's in super Mario brothers too. Like, you know, yeah. so, um, but so he's a pro when it comes to animation and he, one of the things he always like disliked about, he's done, he says he's done like 20 movies are uh, animated. And it's always him in a recording room by himself. And when he got to do The Lion King, uh, he was really surprised because John Favreau actually wanted him, Timon and Pumbaa and, and Zimba to be in the room together recording. So he got to experience that for the first time. And that was something that stuck with him. And so when it came time to do this movie and he's producing it, right? And he saw this beautiful chemistry that he ha that these three these four kids had. Mm -hmm. He was like, "We have to do it this way," you know. And so, a lot of the movie like is they threw out the script and just told the kids what the plot was in this moment in the scene, and let them act it as their characters fluidly in the room together. And that comes through big time, right? Like, but. But like, I don't think it's just the kids, right? Like, I think like Ayo Edibiri is an amazing April, and I could tell she was in the room with them when she mm -hmm. was, when they're talking. You know, like it felt natural. It felt like There's, they're it's, really. It's almost like I think I don't know if quickness is the right word, but it, it's just a snappiness to their dialogue that it just it's 
that's something like that's almost impossible to script at yeah. the very least the timing of and, they didn't. Of, <laughs> and and you know so to have them all to get that with the way that they did it it, it i think it's a game changer in the way people are going to start recording voice acting in the future yeah for sure and if it's any constellation when you're asking you know if they ever had teenagers i mean technically i don't know if you know but ernie reyes jr like uh he's you know he's a famous martial arts uh, uh martial arts that started out as a kid actor uh i think he did play donatello in the in the movies just not the voice <laughs> <laughs> he was actually the guy in the suit like he was the kid in the suit he was a teenager well um, so does that count? i mean it does on on the note of uh famous martial artists i was i think this is well, the first he's time a martial arts actor yeah i've seen jackie chan not play he's just a dad like in this one of the weird kind of no, changes they a, made he's a ninja dad but he's a sure. ninja dad but he's it's they they retcon Splinter a bit, right? Where he they retcon the or they retcon the origin story significantly. Yeah, but yeah. He, Splinter learns, I guess, post transformation. Is that is that a good way to put it? How yes. to be a ninja and then teaches the turtles, but he's not. I, I just feel like they, you get to see more Dad Splinter in this movie, and I kind of really like that. I don't. Uh, yeah, no, Dad Splinter is awesome. I am a little confused as to why, if they change the story so much, to to the point where he's just a New York City rat. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to understand why he sounds like Jackie with like Jackie Chan. You know, uh, New York's a very diverse. That city. yeah, that's why you wouldn't get one accent you would get all the accent you know like i just think it's cool to see just just to hear jackie chan because he's not it's not as kind of normal mo of yeah of so, uh martial art character you know he's it, no i know it's a it's a different it's a different role for jackie chan and i kind of like it um i like him in it i just like i i try to embrace the story you know i try to they they made changes to the story for mm -hmm. to be different right and they decided yeah that Baxter Stockman is the reason that all of these mutants exist. Uh, his stuff fell into the sewers, sure. But unlike the older stories that are kind of, I mean, they're cheesy, but like, you know, with, with uh, Splinter either being the rat of a, of a, of a martial, martial arts sensei, order, yeah. or being, you know, an actual. Uh, He's a guy that transforms into a rat. Right? I, I, yeah. I, I don't think so. Yeah. No, but you know what I mean? Like somebody who is, is trained in martial arts mm -hmm. as a rat uh, um, because of, you know, being around, being from Japan or whatever, stuff like that. Instead of all that, he just watches a bunch of YouTube, right? <laughs> like He watches YouTube and learns <laughs> martial arts and he gets videos and stuff like that. You know, he gets like, he, he gets VHS tapes, whatever, all these things. And that's how they learn to be ninjas. I loved it um, though. I, I loved it because when... It's when funny. it first comes on, it's cheesy because they're playing like a martial arts video, right? Like a, a VHS. But then as it progresses, you kind of start saying, oh, this dude's on YouTube and TikTok. And I'm like, that's that's what everyone learns these days. <laughs> like that. That's why I'm super weirded out by his accent. Like that's like that's why I just don't understand it. It's like he's a product of of uh, TV and the Internet. And 
And I mean, if you want to go further, the other mutants all have their own accents. I know. And it's weird. <laughs> and I don't under, I don't understand. Like I don't I don't get it. It's okay. It's all right. I'm it's not it's not that I'm mad. I just that, don't get it. Well, I, get it. I, I was gonna reach the end with Superfly, but that if you want to talk about like accents and, and dialect, Ice Cube plays Superfly, right? Superfly is from New York. Ice Cube the, is very famously not from New York. I know. So to hear Ice Cube speak, to hear Ice Cube be Ice Cube for someone who's born and raised on the East Coast is a little weird. Yes. Because I, I, they're very polar opposites. <laughs> yeah. I would say, like, that's, for me, that's where the movie hits its its kind of lowest point in in my it, it it kept it from being a work of perfection in the way that spider-verse is for me like i love looking at this movie i love listening to most of this movie but i don't love listening to ice cube be the main antagonist of this movie it's it, i felt like i got the rug I got i got like the old switcheroo played on me because the movie starts with giancarlo esposito as Baxter Stockman, a very well-known villain in the lore of the Ninja Turtles universe. And you're like, and it's before he's, you know, had a horrible accident and turned into a fly man. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, oh man, Giancarlo, let's go. And I'm super excited. And then after his scene in the movie, that's it. He's never in the movie again. And instead, we later meet the fly person that is like a stand-in for Baxter, which is Ice Cube as Superfly. And I mean, you're making me compare Ice Cube to Giancarlo Esposito movie. Like the movie did that, you know what I mean? Like, and so- Who, who has a more iconic voice? Giancarlo Esposito or Ice Cube? Um. I appreciate, I mean, that's weird. That's a weird question. Like it's, <laughs> I appreciate Giancarlo's more. I think, I think he's. Right I'm happy that. that it's like Ice Cube being Ice Cube. I, I you know, if, if anything, I, th I think it would have been weird if it was Ice Cube not being Ice Cube, right? I guess, but I don't want Ice Cube to be my villain. In <laughs> you're, you're movie, super you know I mean, like. Yeah, like I could have been more okay with Ice T playing that role. I don't know, like, um, yeah, Ice T would have been a better option. He would have. Ice T is from the East Coast. Yeah, he would have been better. Um, it's just look, I like Ice Cube. I think he's a great entertainer. I just don't think he's the most believable supervillain. Like, I, I don't know. Like, is that am I weird? Like for that, I don't know. No, like, it's not. A, it's not a word. So that for me, you know, like I always say, like the a hero is only as good as his villain, mm -hmm. and it when when it becomes very apparent that Ice Cube is the villain of the story, <laughs> it's it's hard for me to like, well, be, be excited about the, re how, the outcome. How were the other villains, i.e., mutants, for you then? I don't think they were either or. You know, I don't think they were really villains or. Oh, they're definitely or, mutants. Yeah, they're mutants. I think they're just. They're characters that got introduced there so that we can meet them more in depth later. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, I, I think the only one that got a lot of screen time was Mondo Gecko, played yeah, by Mondo Paul Rudd. Great. 
And that was an amazing character. And I just love that the movie ends in the credits with and introducing Paul Rudd as Mondo Gecko. And (laughs) that cracked me up because like, of course, Mondo Gecko played by Paul Rudd would be the most charming character of the little cast of mutants because it's played by Paul Rudd. And you don't even need to see Paul Rudd on the screen to be charmed by Paul Rudd. That's how great Paul Rudd is. So he a mission accomplished man like he just he, he knocked it out of the i park. mean too, i i thought they showed some some they had some heavy hitters for for the other mutants and even with paul road there he he's in it but not none of the the other mutants are in it a ton um they're not and that's kind of why but they're they're used yeah. i think they're used sparingly but in a good way like i want more i'm not i'm not tired of any of the other mutants Show That's me a John Cena Bebop, or show me John Cena Rock Rocksteady and a Seth Rogen Bebop. Yeah, down from Rose, Rose Byrne. And that's and that's fair. And so, so what was really funny, Ricky, is when I was talking to you about this the other day, as we were planning for the show. Um, when I talked to you about it that day, that was like I was like an hour after I watched the movie, mm-hmm. and I was a little cranky. I was a little cranky because I wanted more. I did want more. But I felt like I wanted too much more, you know what I mean? Because I didn't feel like I got enough. And then you told me that this show, the the the, the cast is actually contracted for uh, two seasons of a TV show and then another movie. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, so it's like Star Wars, the Clone Wars. And you're like, basically. yeah, yeah. So basically, this movie is actually the long pilot for a TV series, right? Well, what do they what do they tee up for us in this one? They tee up a shredder. Mm-hmm. And spoilers, Uma, I mean, yeah, spoilers. Um, she's Krang, right? I forgot her name. U- Uma, Irma. Uh, I um, Cynthia U- Utron. Utron. There you go. It, Cynthia is she? I guess she could be Krang. Yeah. She, I mean, she looks like Krang because I think I like think the, Utron is the species of the of the Krangs. Actually, she has the glasses, yellow with the gloves. Yeah. No, I see it now. I see it. Okay. I was looking up yeah. turtle tur- tur- turtle lore, and um, is Shredder a Krang in some of those some of the shows, or no? Um, no, not usually not. Okay, no, but I'm not gonna. I'm, I haven't watched every single Ninja Turtles cartoon ever. So the the Ninja Turtle thing that I got into um, as a kid was the one that came on the early aughts. Um, the Nickelodeon, the, the CG one? No, it, it was on like WB. I want to oh, say that. I, I think I know which one you're talking about. The CG that, one's my favorite one. CG one's good. That was like my turtle show watched growing up. And I love they always did the movies and they had a crossover movies with the 80s turtles. And yeah, I know. The, I've seen the that early one. one was a little bit more serious, but when they came across the 80s turtles, I'm like, why, why are you fighting a banana? Like, April, what's wrong with you? It is pretty funny. Yeah. It's true. It's true. Um, Yeah, I could see her being. Yeah. I mean, they teed up a lot of things, but at the very least, I mean, they introduced like so many characters, right? Like they had Bebop, Rocksteady, Leatherhead, Wingnut, uh, uh, Mondo Gecko, Ray Filet, Genghis Kong, uh, or sorry, Genghis Frog. Frog. I meant meant Mm -hmm. to say, yeah. And they were workshopping that name. Um, All of these mutants were introduced. Uh, and they basically they don't do much in the story other than like kind of be 
you know, swaying back and forth between Team Turtles versus Team Superfly. And then in the end of the story, they just all live in the sewers sure. with the turtles. And so it kind of, for me, it set up, that was the setup for a TV show, right? It was like, well, I would like to have an episode about each of them to know what they're up to. Like, what is their deal? I don't know anything about them, you know? And so it was, it when you told me that's exactly what is happening, then I was like a lot more forgiving of the movie, you know? Cause like, I, what I thought was they were just trying to do the turtles masterpiece, right? Like just like the way, the way that's the way I see Spider-Verse, right? Into the Spider-Verse, the first one mm -hmm. is just like, that is the greatest Spider-Man movie because, you know, you can be a fan of Peter Parker. You can be a fan of Miles Morales. You can be a fan of Spider-Ham. Doesn't matter. That movie sees you and it, and it, it, it makes you feel heard and seen, you know? So like, it's just like, it's the end all be all of Spider-Man stories. And it felt like that's what they were trying to do with this. But then once I watched it, I was like, no, this felt good. It felt really, really good. It's, it's a very fun story, but it felt like it wanted to tell so much more that it didn't get to finish. It's a, it sets a nice plate. Um, I was really happy at the end because you know the motive for the turtles right in this whole movie is they're gonna save the day so people will love them and accept yeah. them and that's kind yeah. of like at its core it's like if they're teenagers they just want to be liked by their by people and by their peers that's a very teenage it is a problem you know it's an issue very to teenage deal problem. with and that was and a really cool i was way. happy that they got it you know yeah. the, at the movie it's again spoilers they end and they're going to high school they're they're the turtles are out. People know oh, about the turtles. That's a bad idea, man. That's a bad and idea. That, is that? I mean, that's the first time I've seen the turtles be be amongst the people. I, I've seen them be amongst the people, but like, I don't think I've ever seen them go to high school. Like, so. it, it's it's really yeah. like it's sweet. Like at, at the end, they're they're going to wrestling and anime club and prom, and they're all in their different like little outfits. It's really it. It's yeah. really fun. I'm I'm not. Uh, yeah. I'm not knocking any of that. I, I really do love the creative choices they went with. I just felt like it left me wanting so much more. Uh, <laughs> and and it made me so happy to know that we're going to get a lot more, a lot more of it. And so that, that made it easier for me to not look at it as critically as like, this is a Ninja Turtles movie by itself that I need to hold up, at, you know, uh, up to everything else. It's the only thing uh, you're going to get. You're getting more. No, yeah, I'm getting a bunch of it, and that made me happy because, like, I do like the story. And I actually, truly, that that's that's one of the best parts of the story is what you mentioned is the fact that, like, it's about them going from like thinking that if they're if they if the city they're loves them, what's that? <laughs> they're gonna get milked. Uh, that's what they're. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Being humans joke are gonna that, kidnap them and milk them. The hum humans hate them so much they'll they'll milk them, right? But like. They just want humans to like them. So they think that if they save all the humans, then they've got to like them. And it and it's not a very altruistic, you know, point of view that they start with. But I like where it gets to by the end, which is like, no, they just want to do the good thing because they they have to, even if the humans don't like them. And I think that's that's awesome because it's a really it's a nice hero's journey. That, that ends with them doing the good deeds regardless of the outcome, but then being rewarded for it by 
having this this great moment that I've seen that quite quite a few times in Spider-Man movies where the city the city of New York yeah gets behind them and helps them win against the bad guy. Um, I think that was like another thing about it that like as much as I really like these beats that happen in this movie, I couldn't help feel like they were a little bit you know retread. Like I had seen some of these things before, and so that's what that's what was making it just shy of being a perfect movie for me. As I kept, I don't seeing think things. you know it's definitely not above Spider Verse, but it yeah, this movie hits. It is the best Turtles movie I've seen. Yeah, I don't know that that's true for me. <laughs> um, uh, I really love the what is it the two thousand seven uh, TMNT mm -hmm. movie. With like Chris Evans is like as uh, Casey Jones and Sarah Michelle yep. Gellar as April and stuff. Like that movie is super cool because it's like the it's like the spiritual sequel to the, all the other movies, the live action movies. Mm -hmm. But they do things with the turtles that the live action could never do because it's animation, you know. And and so they really progress the story in ways like where you know. Raphael is being Batman, basically. He's going out and super superheroing by himself every night. Uh, Leonardo's actually gone on secret missions to like the Amazon. He's not even in New York and stuff. And so you get to see the turtles in a new, a new, uh, not just environment, but you get to see them in a new dynamic where mm -hmm. they're they're not the the solid team that they usually are, and so. You have to see them go through all these struggles. And I just really liked it because it was pushing the turtles to be, it was pushing the story in a different direction. Whereas this movie is a remake reboot of the origin of the Ninja Turtles. And instead of having the shredder, they have Superfly. That's, that's what this movie is. I think it's a good ramp though from shredder it's to a, a super, or from Superfly to a shredder. Oh yeah. Because they used to add up or the teenagers. shredder. Yeah. Like, yeah. But like, you know, there I think the movie cares enough about like the old toy line. It cares enough about the the, the cartoons and the movies and stuff, but it it's not it doesn't want to it, it still wants to tell you an origin story packaged in the in the standard yeah. standard wrapper for a they, they, they definitely trim the fat though. It is a very they get to the they hit the beats, you know what they are. But I don't think they linger on any of their origin. Yeah. Um, before we wrap up, I know you didn't like it, but I absolutely love the no diggity scene. No, I did like the no diggity. Okay. I, I love the no diggity scene. I, okay. I what I was saying is one, they overuse music. Uh, certain certain songs they use more than, in more than one just more than one scene. And that mm -hmm. was kind of weird for me that they kept reusing music. Uh, but then two, I just thought it was weird that they had some very adult choices for songs Ooh, baby i like it raw yes now the no diggity scene the black street uh you know uh i like the way you work it uh that scene is beautiful it is one of the best scenes in the entire movie i just kept hearing every time he said i gotta bag it up i'm like um you're taking me out of the moment for a second because you gotta I bag know. it up I know the parents know what that means, and I'm really hoping the kids that are watching this movie do not know what that means. I've, um, heard, I've heard no diggity in Whole Foods. So I think we're good. <laughs> I, yeah, it's it's not that I didn't like it. I actually I think it's the best one of the best action sequences in the whole movie. Um, 
in general, I think the editing, they linger on a lot of the fights. And I think that's, that's a good call. Not a lot of quick cuts. You get to see the turtles in action. Yeah, I feel like the fights are really good when they happen. I don't think they happen enough in that movie. I also no, don't think I got to see enough variety of pizza in that movie. And that hurt my soul. <laughs> but I did go eat pizza after the movie. So mission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So was it Pizza Hut? No, I don't do Pizza Hut. Well, you didn't, you didn't do it right then. Sorry. Yeah. But I did love this movie. I really did. I just like, I think Highly I really recommend. I think I went into it hoping for a Spider-Verse. And I don't think that's a good bar to ever set for a movie. I just, that's not fair. That's not fair is, to any movie. Is this in your top three for the year? I'm not sure that it is actually. Is but it I, top it, five? Maybe top five. Okay. Yeah. I mean, this is a year with, uh, like, as much as I hard Guardians, Spider-Man, Barbie? You got it. You guys, you got to know as much as I might have ragged on, on Spider-Verse 2, I'm absolutely buying it next week and rewatching it over and over <laughs> and over. Like I'm going to buy the crap out of that movie as soon as it comes out in four days. Um, I still think that is one of the best movies of the year. I, I also think Guardians 3 is one of the best movies of the year. Um, that one Disney Plus. It is. It's on Disney yeah, Plus. It came out yesterday. Yeah. Nice. Um, and, you know, I'm not going to say Barbie's top three. Uh, it's, it's it's tough for me to think of a, of another one right now at the, at the moment. It was more special. But um, I would say Barbie's up there in the top five for right now. So, yeah, the top five spot gets a little, a little, it gets a little right. squishy. But I think the Turtles could fit in there for right now. I just, Turtles yeah. up there. It is yeah. one of the better movies of the year. Um, yeah, it, it's better. But I uh, was there not? A, no, Ant Man is not. Ant Man is not up there. Uh, Shazam Two is not up there. Uh, what are other movies? Fast X. No. Uh, okay, we'll just move on from this. Uh, we'll go, see on. The go see go the see turtles. turtles. It's good. The other thing that came out this week that we are talking about is Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn season four premiered last week with three episodes. This week we got episode four. Did you read the title of the episode? Actually, I didn't. What was the title? I think it was I should, called, I should read the title. Uh, Business Conference Without Chlamydia, I think was the episode name. Oh. <laughs> um, I thought it was called The First Person to Leave a Business Conference Without Chlamydia. But IMDb is saying it's it's this, but I think it is the other. But yeah, no. Uh, this was an interesting episode. I uh, it was uh, the premise was, uh, you know, because Poison Ivy goes Ivy to, is, to Villain Con, right? Yeah, she goes to Malcon, um, and uh, I think they had a Malcon before in the previous, yeah, a pre one of the previous seasons actually. But uh, she's been invited. It's on the moon, and so while while she's up there doing her schmoozing and 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 guest speaking and stuff like that, uh, Harley's down in Gotham trying to help the bat family reconcile with the fact that somebody stole all their gadgets and, they, <laughs> and, and they have to learn how to fight without their toys. Um, it turns out Talia uh, is, is retaking or is taking over Wayne enterprises. I think we learned that last episode and um, 
she feels that their gadgets are not in the budget anymore. So she's making them learn how to fight on their own. And so it, it does create for, uh, you know, some fun hijinks on both sides of the thing, but it, it does, it does get on my nerves a little bit like that. The core awesome joy of the show was always Harley Ivy and Harley's gang of evil guys. And so it's <laughs> weird to me that we're breaking them up, you know, every episode now and not, not putting them in the, in the, in the, in the best, the best circumstances they could to succeed. It is a little weird. It is. Yeah. Um, because, you know, the Nightwing, uh, Batgirl, Robin, they were in the show up until, like, they were in the first three seasons, right? But they were... Nightwing was not, but Batgirl and Robin were, for sure. You know, they would come in character of the week style. And it was yeah. funny. It was really funny when they would. Like, I love the 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 uh, arch, arch enemy, right? With with Robin and, and yeah. Harley Quinn episode. Um, but, but, but now it's they, too much, right? Yeah, now it's a little too much. I don't really love their stuff. I do. Yeah. I I really did enjoy the gimmick though of them, like yeah, you guys just suck if you don't have a stun gun or a baton or anything. And I kind of yeah. really did enjoy that because it is it is kind of true, right? They're 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 gadget people. You know, I think Batman's the one that they, can they like gadgets, it, but yeah. they're all they're all gadget based. Um, I did enjoy the Ivy stuff more in this episode, and and she had more going on. Granted, the at at her, at her at her conference the kind of meta humor with billionaires and corporate life structure and actual what, what actually happens at a business conference. It was all, all kind of chef's kiss. With yeah. What they touched and, on. and the rocket that's shaped exactly like a penis with balls with, that have pubic hair on it. Pubic hair antennas. <laughs> um, and there's a scientific reason why it has to be shaped like that. Uh, Blow steam. Yeah, I know it. Yeah, no, the Ivy stuff was the funnier stuff for me. And that that was, I think that's what was weird for me on a show called Harley Quinn is like, I actually wasn't very entertained by the Harley Quinn story. Uh, I was far more entertained by everything going on with, with Ivy's world and Lex Luthor being like, you know. John Carlo again. Yeah, exactly. He's he's always John Carlo in the show. And that's what I love about it. Um, he's He's just such a great bad guy. Even if in this show he's just being a giant douche, right? Like that's 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 his role in this show is to just be a douchebag, like and just be like the guy that like is secretly pumping his calves like under his pants, you know, like and he's like doing a, a snake skin bath to like remove all the dead skin from some his, billionaire shit right there. Yeah, and he's like washing his hands with dead baby seal blood, so you know, like all the all the ridiculous things that he's doing and and. And he's just secretly trying to get like be like appear cool to Steppenwolf, right? Like who who is like the big player coming down from the, the planet apocalypse to come schmooze with the the lowly uh you know convention people. That, that was if I had a gripe with this episode, um, you know, over the past couple of years, Steppenwolf's stock as you will kind of went down, uh given the the Snyderverse and, and whatnot. I don't know. I could go down. It, it, if anything, it went up in that people finally knew there was a character called Seven Wolf. Yeah. So um, I think any well, you know, like with with Bane in the show, Bane kind of pulls heavily from the the Tom Hardy Bane, right? At least in voice. 
Yeah. And I, I was kind of waiting for some type of Steppenwolf adjacent joke or meta commentary. And there wasn't really one. He's just a bad guy. Uh, no, nah, he was more than a bad guy, though. That dog was hilarious, man. Like, his wolf was just going around eating everybody at the convention. And, like, no one did anything about it. He was just caught. People were, like, screaming bloody murder as, like, their arms get bit off or whatever. And, like, I really loved the subtle, like, the joke that they had going on with him. I liked that the joke had nothing to do with the movie because, like, let him exist in a different capacity. The reason Bane in Harley Quinn is like Bane from the movie is because that shit is funny, right? That's just really funny. <laughs> But there's also a reason the Joker's not Heath Ledger Joker or or Mark Hamill Joker. You know, like sometimes you got to make it your own thing. And uh, and I think I was happy that Steppenwolf was not in any way affiliated with the movie. Um, and I just got to like him and laugh for a completely different reason. That he's got a dog that just runs around murdering, just maiming people left and right. That was pretty funny. And 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 apparently he's gay too. So cool for him you know yeah you know, yeah 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 i i want uh, my step wash baggage yeah i will say you know it was weird because last week we were we were not sure how many episodes we were going to get and then we ended up getting three which was two more than we wanted or needed at the time uh but i will say this episode ended in a weird cliffhanger way that was like yeah it did awkward well, joker's and, and, bad again Joker's bad, and then Harley is like some sort of I don't know sleep zombie or something. I don't like bringing just, uh, air fryers and shit. They just showed me stuff out of context that was really just. I'm sure this has context next week, but that was a weird like. It was the weirdest cliffhanger I've ever seen. Where I I didn't know if I should. Am I, I'm supposed to care. I'm supposed to care that. No, Harley yeah, you're, you're you're right. It was. It's just a little. Out of context teases, right? Yeah, or... yeah. Like, and I guess, yeah, Joker becoming evil again. They kind of peppered it in, but it, it... it had to happen. But like, I didn't feel like the catalyst was justified. No, like, it was a very quick ramp back yeah. up to evil Joker. Yeah, and so I was a little thrown off by some of the the episode because it was just it 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 felt like I got some important story beats like shoehorned in at the very last five seconds of the, of the episode and, and that made it that made me walk away from well how many how many episodes are we getting again 10 i think so okay so this are early on we'll probably know we're almost is, halfway done already is this the last season yes this is the last season okay i don't think james gunn's given them another season um, <laughs> i don't know that they need another one though i don't know they, i i think you end on on an it's it's good to wind things down. Yeah. Don't Here's over, the thing. The, I think the thing that I will give Harley Quinn the credit for is that it, it clearly does not want to just do sitcom shenanigans for as long as they no, can. No, I do but appreciate that the long form story with it. They have a story that they're trying to tell and they're trying to get there in the, in the time allotted, you know? So mm -hmm. that's why we don't have Dr. Psycho and, and, and uh, King Shark and Clayface just hanging around the apartment with Frank and getting high and having fun jokes about whatever's on TV and stuff like that's, that's a, uh, that's Rick and Morty, right? Rick and Morty, yeah. that, that 
they don't want that thing to ever end. So they'll we'll get that kind of sitcom shenanigans from Rick and Morty. We still we get so much more from Rick and Morty than that too. But Harley Quinn knows it's got a finite existence and it wants to do something with that story. And so I'm here for that. That's that's what I'm here for to see to see where they take it. So, you know, props to them for doing different shit that feels out of the comfort zone, but maybe they'll pay off. Maybe it'll pay off, you know. You will. I think it will. What was your favorite part of that episode then? Uh the Alfred in the toilet wine theme. <laughs> <laughs> he just ramps up back into back into uh some type of enterprise and then it being toilet wine is pretty pretty funny white collar what was it what was it called white collar bowl or something like that i can't remember yeah i uh i think my favorite thing in the episode was probably um the the sex scene between lex and Talia. <laughs> the surrogate sex scene <laughs> the surrogate sex scene was the cape stays dead. on no uh, yeah no, why is the cape off? It was, it was riding. It was giving me a wedgie. The cape stays on till the end. The surrogate sex scene to like imply that he and, and Talia are somehow, you know, sexually involved with each other, but they don't have, they don't even want to dirty themselves with touching each other's bodies. <laughs> so they just have two people screw in front of them. And do what they tell them to do. That was amazing. I feel like that's some like not too far from ice billionaire shit. And when she started getting turned on by like making him feel small. And then when he's like, well, I don't want to do this anymore. And she's like, that was great. <laughs> like that she was sexually <laughs> satisfied by his inability to, to finish. Like, I really just appreciated that. That was uh, that. Yeah, I do feel like that's that on some level. Somewhere people are doing exactly that, that scene. Like that was not like, we'll never get to be those people that are doing that. But unless the show takes off tomorrow for sure. And then, <laughs> then surrogate sex all the it's way. Our, we gotta, we gotta get marketed, get the square like, set up. Is that, is that cheating by the way? If you go and watch somebody have sex, oh, I'm not going to divulge the terms of someone's marriage, marital agreement. But I mean, like, in the biblical sense, that's probably cheating. Yeah, it probably is. Fair enough. All right. But yeah, no, I I, I thought that was just such a well-written scene that it was kind of like, it was like the cherry on top for the whole episode. Like, it, it's, yeah, there was a lot of weird going on in that episode. There's a lot of funny, pause the, pause the show, look at all the stuff going on at the convention if you get a chance. Uh, I don't know if you saw one of the names of the the panels was like how to get away with farting in, in, in at the workplace or something like that. Like, no, it's pretty funny. It, it was just, yeah, it was just all varying degrees of evil. Um, yeah, but like, it, what 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 a, a villain convention look like? I guess like that, you know. I guess did you did you happen to see uh, Doctor uh, Feel or no Felix Faust when he was doing his teleportation? service and he's like demoing and he's showing people that he can teleport them from one place to another and he accidentally cut the leg off somebody as he closed the portal too soon no. and then he just hit and then he just hid the body like there's a lot of fun stuff going on in the background <laughs> of, the, of the episode so like you gotta you, you should go back and watch the convention stuff because it's 
it is very much the kind of stuff you would think you would see at a at a supervillain convention. Um, so I do appreciate that meta level of humor that Harley Quinn consistently delivers every time, right? Like it's like, what would a convention look like in the DC universe? Well, yeah, they they definitely pull they ride both lines very well. They ride the DC humor, meta humor, right? Yeah. But I think they also get kind of real life uh subtext you know or nuance right they 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 both those lines parallel and harley quinn's kind of right in the middle and i i to this show's credit i don't find either side of it overbearing yeah yeah it's 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 definitely it's not a five like you said at the beginning but it's not a three so i guess you're right i guess it is a four it's a four i'll take four, it's a four. yeah mm -hmm. Cool. And for you, I think we'll wrap this up. <laughs> what what do we got next week? Harley Quinn, uh, season four, episode five. I think that's I think that's the only thing like uh, that we know of right now that we're talking about. Like, obviously, there'll be nerd news. Uh, there'll be, I think there's um I think the next big thing's a Loki, and that's in October. Loki is coming. Yeah. Loki's coming. So yeah, and then like you know, oh, there's Blue a Beetle. Of... We got Blue Beetle in like a while. Oh, Blue weeks. Beetle's next week. Is it? Holy yeah. shit! Blue Beetle's uh, Blue Beetle's actually in four days. No, is it? Yeah. The twelfth? No, the eighth. Oh, the eighth. That's not right. That's four days. From <laughs> All, All right. right. So I guess, we're, I guess we're talking about Blue Beetle next week. We might be talking about Blue Beetle, guys. So tune in next week when we talk about Blue Beetle, <laughs> unless it comes out on the twelfth, in in which case we probably wait. Well, I'm gonna check. It comes out the eighteenth. I knew it wasn't next week. Oh, you're right. It's the eighteenth. You're right. Yeah. It's not the eighth. It's the eighteenth. We can't start our our uh, Latinx podcast <laughs> appreciation at the beginning of the show and and not know the date of Blue Beetle at the end. <laughs> we can do that though. We can. Because I watched like four seasons of Mayan, so it's fair enough. <laughs> All right, Blue Beetle coming the eighteenth. So. Go watch Ninja Turtles. Go watch Harley mm -hmm. Quinn. Go watch Mayan's MC, and then uh, you know, let us know what you think in the comments. Come back, yeah. Tell us like and subscribe. Patreon.com/slash/DenixMedia if you want to see uh, this and some extra stuff. What do we got on there? Some uh, more to yeah, a lot photography. Of photography stuff on there, and. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, me rambling about like the different things I'm trying to do uh, to to succeed in life and be happy. Um, but yeah, and then you know, you can also find us on uh, all the other social media platforms where you get various uh, various snippets of my life just put out there, uh, or my art rather. I realized art. we're not streaming to Twitter anymore. We're X. We might have we're to streaming to X now, aren't we? No, we're not because I think we need to relock in. <laughs> Oh, well, it says we're streaming to it right now. YouTube and Twitch. But you can follow us there. Oh, I see, on I see Twitter on my on my screen. Oh, that's weird. I don't see it. Mm, maybe you're seeing it. Maybe you're not. Regardless, we do the show for you guys. Um, with that. We do it for us. And we hope that <laughs> as, a, as, a, as a byproduct, you enjoy it too. Mm. Yeah. And as a byproduct, I will say bye. Thank you, true believers. So bad. Enough, Enough said. said. <laughs>